0: to the cinema seven network this is get super with mario well actually it's not get super with me today because i'm with my good friend chris hogg
1: and hey, we're both back a super baby so this is get super with fire nice you don't even know what you're about to step into
0: okay <laughs> get super with fire nice okay so uh chris Hawk, how you been uh, that's
1: a real good question mario what um, has
0: happened since you last were on the podcast?
1: mm mm mm, mm. Um, Well, we have a, a giant playset in my front yard now that we made for the kids over the last three days. It is, It looks like a giant pirate ship.
0: <laughs> That's, that sounds pretty cool, actually. <laughs>
1: um, what we did is this guy... Was, uh, we've been looking for a playset for a while because our kids need to be outside more. So we were looking and looking and looking, and play sets are super super expensive right now because of wood. And this guy was giving his away. So we took it apart in his back from his backyard and then uh, deposited it into my front yard. Uh, and then the last three days, we've been replacing wood, putting it back together, adding on to it. And we added like a rock wall, a swing, um, telescopes, like pirate wheel and everything for the kids. And it's uh, it's pretty legit. And I'm kind of jealous. I wish I had this when I was a kid.
0: Yeah, that sounds pretty cool, actually. I, uh, my friends Matt and Brandon, they just put up a play set for uh, Brandon's daughter, Haley. So they uh, apparently she really likes it. And that wood looks pretty legit. Is it like the darker brown looking wood that playsets have or
1: so this is there's the old darker wood that's been there for like years and then we got the new pressure treated wood that's probably going to last another 15 years Uh, and then we're going to stain. we're going to stain it to make it last longer too
0: oh wow nice nice like like i know anything about playsets and wood you know i don't have any Uh, children of my own (laughs) you know so
1: you, you you slowly become an expert over time that's all that's, a, that's that's all pay being a parent is. You just slowly become an expert on things over time. Oh, you grill meats too? I also grill meats. <laughs> that's <laughs> one of my hobbies. <laughs> oh, you do? I, you I'll do learn little, through you. Right. If you ever want to yeah. learn, ever want to learn, I, I know okay. some light work, light woodworking because Brittany's dad and grandpa have been doing woodworking for like their entire lives.
0: The only woodworking I know is replacing beams under houses in a crawl space. <laughs> Uh and sister. Joint joints and all that madness. That's all I know. Hey man, you all, everyone starts somewhere. That's true. That's true. How was your How was your Christmas?
1: Uh, it was very good. The kids got everything they wanted. Um, it's at that point now as an adult where Christmas is all about others instead of yourself. You know, you're lucky if you get a couple things, and you know it's it's definitely different when you're finally getting to that age and it's better to see the look on someone's face of what they get than what you get now. It's, it's yeah, definitely diff- diff- different.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I, I think this, this year, the only gifts I got was through the secret Santa and uh, whatever I got from, you know, hanging out when I hung out with uh, my friends, Matt, Brandon and Laura and Steven, they, they gifted me, you, you you'll think it's funny. It's a magic card with my with me on it. That's phenomenal. Me what ma- is, what's yeah. the card? What's the card? It's the it, it's the chosen one. So they <laughs> took a wrestling <laughs> picture from the uh, Facebook page that John Kanoki made, and when I used to wrestle, and they put it on the card, and they came up with all these attacks, and uh, they were telling me they're like, man, we were trying so hard to come up with like. Uh, what to put on the card because we don't want it to be overpowered, but we want it to be legit.
1: They made you overpowered, so like, didn't they? They made you overpowered.
0: I don't know. I got, I, I you, we'll have to see because now I'm gonna make everyone a uh commander card so we can all have decks of ourselves.
1: Yeah, we'll just make our own cards. That's what we've been should have been doing this entire time. Oh, yeah, yeah, make our own cards, make our own. Let's make our own game. Screw magic or Digimon or Lorcana. We'll make. The knights. That's what we'll do. Yeah,
0: there we go. And we'll have like our own decks with our own minions and or whatever we can call them. I, I don't know.
1: To truly answer your question of what I've been doing, Chris Hawk has been keeping it low to the ground, um, trying to navigate this life with kids and you know a spouse and uh, with a partner and trying to get through it. You know, with inflation and just the problems that happen when. Kids are at school and just all that, all that, yeah, all that messiness. That's that's really what it is. All that messiness. What'd you guys do for New Year's? We just we hung out. We played some some board games. We had our new tradition is Chinese food on New Year's, and I really enjoy that. I make up a thing of fried rice on the on the black top, you know, with the egg, the onions, and peppers, and carrots, and and um, of course the rice and eggs and some spam because that's like a um, tradition of Brittany's mom. Back in the day, they usually had uh, fried rice for, for breakfast. So we mm-hmm. we do we do it like on New Year's as like a callback to that. It was low key rung on the New Year's. I, I actually stayed up this time. Last year, I definitely went to sleep at like ten o'clock, eight o'clock. I was just like, I'm tired. I'm going to bed, y'all. But I just I do not. I don't care to stay up that late anymore unless I'm, you know, maybe playing Baldur's Gate 3 or playing Magic with y'all. But like,
0: we're getting old. Getting old. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> past my bedtime.
1: It's very much past my bedtime. I'm ready to go to sleep, y'all.
0: Chris, so I have to ask you because I wrote this down when I was going to record a podcast episode by myself, but I think. I think I'm going to bring it up because I'm obsessed. Have you seen Neil the Seal on TikTok? Yes. Is this the, is this the animal you've been sending me? The, yes, uh, it's the, the seal just attacking traffic cones in uh, Tasmania, Australia. So
1: got, is it? Okay. So when you first sent me that video, I didn't think that the seal was real. Is the seal real?
0: Yes. Are you sure it's, are you sure
1: it's not bad CGI or like really good CGI?
0: <laughs> no, it's real. And his name I don't is know, Neil. Mario. I don't know, Mario. He's a real the, seal named Neil.
1: I don't know. I think it's too coincidental for this seal to be named, to be named Neil. You know what I'm saying? No.
0: He destroyed the siding on a house, okay? And they had to put up something so he would stop doing it. Then he destroyed a <laughs> fence at a mortgage company because he's Neil the seal. Okay? And he's become like this folk hero animal thing like he's it kind of a part of the traction to go visit tasmania
1: is it is this what you want to do for our 20-year friendship as oh go yeah we see... should go to
0: australia and see neil the seal
1: you want to go see neil the seal
0: <laughs> oh hell yeah dude let's do that
1: yeah <laughs> let's let's instead of going neil to the seattle seal.
0: neil yeah. the seal instead of let's
1: all of us it. going to seattle we're gonna go uh see neil the seal in uh, Tasmania. Even,
0: look, Joey suggested to go to Seattle. Okay. We did not agree to this. Okay. He's the only one in Seattle. <laughs> if he can find a good hiking spot, maybe we'll go all stay there. Okay.
1: No, that's we'll, not we'll true. Go stay there. There's uh, we'll go our hiking. Good friend, a good friend, Jeff Bezos, is there. Okay.
0: Oh, okay. Never mind. Joey, you got to come here. You got to come here. Okay. We're not <laughs> going anywhere near Jeff Bezos. Come here. <laughs> come, Come on. Come on back, buddy. But that's in a couple of years. We'll be we'll see. We'll see. We'll have to discuss.
1: Mario, why you love this seal so much?
0: Because, dude, Neil, if I don't know, I just love Neil the <laughs> seal. OK, and there, the, the last video I saw was uh, this guy pushing this person around in a wheelchair and the seal was walking up to the wheelchair. And the one guy in his Australian accent was like, you better move that wheelchair. You better get out of the way. <laughs> And uh, it was pretty hilarious. I don't know if I sent that to you, but
2: just all, don't all it go near now, Neil
0: the Seal.
1: Yeah, all it needs now is him tipping over that guy and like thrash metal playing in the background.
0: Look, he chased a whole group of people too, because uh, I guess he ain't fucking around, Neil the Seal. He he'll will. He'll, he'll, he'll fuck
1: you up. <laughs> how fast can that blubbery seal actually be? Okay, I'm I, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> We'll do a 40 together, and I'll smoke this seal. You know what I'm saying? Not, not in the actual smoker. I'm going to smoke him on the pavement.
0: He probably will, because he loves to sleep a lot, so he'll just fall asleep or just lay down where he's at.
1: I'm not seeing the appeal here, all right? I'm not seeing the appeal of this, of this seal.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I do, okay? And I love, I love Neil this seal, and he's real.
1: And I don't, and this is fire
0: and ice. I do want to say, though, okay, so you know about my trip. I went to Pennsylvania for Christmas Eve, and then I went to Connecticut for Christmas Day, and then I drove all the way back.
1: How was that?
0: It was fine. I mean, it was a lot of driving, which, which, you know, sucked, but it was my choice, right? I wanted to do all this. I wanted to go see my uncle and my cousins. I wanted to go see my Aunt Alice. You know, I wanted to, uh, with the time that I had, You know, especially on the 22nd when we did our uh, potluck Secret Santa thing, you know, I, I made that a priority. So then I had to have I had to do this so I could see them, I guess. So it was that it was go to Pennsylvania, then go to Connecticut and then come back, which is fine. But New Yorkers need to stop getting in accidents because on the way there and back, there was nothing but like there had to be three accidents on the way back and there had to be at least two on the way up.
1: You're traveling 95 all the way up, right?
0: Um, when I went up, yes, it was, it, you, you take 78 to eight or 22. I think that takes you to 95, but then I drove through the New Jersey turnpike through New York, which, you know, remember when we, we drove to New York and you get to that Lincoln tunnel area or when all the roads uh all the highways, there's like you know multiple ways to get onto the highway before we get to the Lincoln Tunnel, I believe so when we yeah, when we went to new york comic con so it it took me through that area, and I didn't know it was it's confusing going through that area, but time kept going up and and the you know like the the time frame to get there and what time I would get there and I'm like, what is happening? Am I taking the <laughs> wrong turns? <laughs> I must be going the wrong way or something like every time.
1: Nope. Just a big old accident coming to
0: you. Yeah. Just uh an accident every way. And then it's like, we're rerouting you. We're rerouting you. And then I, I went through this one section. I think it's 15 North or something route 15 or something like that. And that's in the Connecticut areas area after New York. And Um, There's nothing but rest stops along the way, and they're all the same rest stops. So I got like a card in case I go that way again, and you can just like, I guess you can save money or whatever when you stop there.
1: They still doing construction on the border of New York and Connecticut? I think so. Yes. That that one highway that always goes down to one lane at the end of the the night?
0: Luckily, I didn't drive there at night. I drove there in the morning on Christmas Day, and then... I left there in the morning, the twenty sixth. Good seeing and then, your dad, and, and dad and stuff. I didn't see my dad this time. He oh. uh, he was he was working, and you know I only had the two days really there. So, um, I dropped my grandmother went with me on the way up. So then I dropped her off at my other aunt and uncles, and then hung out there for a little bit. Went to my uncle's house. Spent all Christmas Eve there. Uh, we had they some a friend of them bought them this big Wegmans dinner like mm-hmm. Wegmans made all the food it was pretty good like I don't know how expensive it was it, was, it had to be a little pricey because Wegmans is a fancy yeah. grocery store yeah 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 yeah. so I, I uh I don't know I might do that like if I if I <laughs> have the chance one day I might do a Wegmans uh made meal bro you, you can do that you can just do it but then when I got to New Jersey, though, on the trip, nobody knows how to merge. So it's like it slows down every so often because everyone's like piled up.
1: You know, what, then- you know what it is in New Jersey is, first off, they got jug handles. That's right off the bat. <laughs> you know, that's a numero uno. And then yeah. no one knows how to zipper merge because everyone's too, no one, no one, no one's courteous in New Jersey.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. 100%. Have you seen Newark. It's a piece of junk, okay. <laughs> New York is a so it's nothing but
1: smog. We're we're changing we're treading dangerous lines because my wife and her family are from New Jersey. So we're treading dangerous lines here, okay.
0: I I know my my family's from New Jersey. I mean South Jersey, but still. But there is okay? there is a re-
1: there is a reason why they moved. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm gonna say.
0: <laughs> Look, I I, you still have to go into New Jersey, I guess, to, you know, explore some things when I go back home, you know, so uh, I, I don't hate New Jersey. I just acknowledge what it is. Right, right, right. I'm
1: actually yeah. I think we're going back to New Jersey to see some old aunts and uncles
0: in the middle
1: of January. So that that should be fun. And I'll be back on to talk about New Jersey because I'm going a, I'm to a drive up and yeah. we're going compl- to complain about the same things.
0: <laughs> we should have a whole podcast where we just talk about <laughs> just New Jersey. Like we'll talk about the pros, the cons. Yeah. Uh, we'll it's talk about wine. how
2: good. Uh, wine.
0: We'll talk about how uh Hydra or wh- whatever's uh, what was his, the Godzilla creature, the Kaiju. The, uh, what is he? The smog monster. The sm- <laughs> he should be like, if they make another Godzilla movie outside of King Kong and Godzilla, he should appear in New Jersey. That's the first place he appears.
1: That's phenomenal in that's, uh, Newark. Phenomenal. Yep, he's going to have one in one in Newark and then one in Mexico City, Mexico, because that's apparently yeah. where the smog is the worst. Newark and Mexico City.
0: He just burrows underground and then finds his way in Mexico.
1: You know how the monsters do.
0: Yeah, megalodon or uh, <laughs> megalon, megalon, right or megalon. megalon. That's it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Look, Godzilla's got so many monsters; it's hard to keep track.
0: And then when I got to Virginia, I just want to say. I know all the people here are from different areas. So it's kind of like one big melting pot of what the fuck drivers, but <laughs> they, they need to learn. They need to learn how to, how to be perspective, how to get out of people's blind spots. And just, I don't know.
1: Well, first off, Virginia drivers don't know how to drive in the rain. So that's true. Well, yeah, that's true. Strike one. We're also one of the slowest states, 55 all throughout the state. You know what I'm saying? 55. Yeah, slow. Terrible. Slow. You can't be going 55 up to New. You know, uh, I got to get to New York in less than four hours. I'm going faster than 55.
0: You know, every time there's a there's an accident on 64, I- I'm just like, just make the speed limit 35 here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what what we need what we need to happen. Is like whenever there's an accident on the highway, there needs to be another government agency that just comes out with like a giant green screen that blocks off the accident so no one can look at it. And it just has like random pictures of stuff so you can't look at the accident. <laughs> that's yeah.
0: what everyone's doing. They're like,
2: oh, what happened? There's an accident out there. Oh, oh, oh I've never they call seen that one before.
0: Rubbernecking. <laughs> <laughs> Or you you slow down to take a look. And that does hold up traffic around here too. I hate that. Let's let's get into some news and some notes before we start talking about some of the movies that you saw and some of the movies that I saw. Let's do it. And one that we saw that at uh, we both watched. Not together, but we both seen it. Uh, first of all, I want to say uh, rest in peace to um Ki Sun Kun. He starred in the award winning um, Academy Award winning movie Parasite. Uh, He was also in uh, My Mr. Pasta and Coffee Prince. Uh, Two movies came out this year that he starred in, uh, Sleep and Killing Romance, and he also starred in a 2023 series called Payback. If you liked him in that movie, Parasite, um, go check out those other things that he's in from this past year.
1: Mario, did you see Parasite?
0: I, I have not, sadly.
1: I absolutely love that movie. It' there's something about movies you don't expect a lot from. Like, yeah, I heard this movie's great. What, what's so good about this movie? And then when you watch it, you you truly understand. Ah, dang, this movie is so damn good. And uh, this is one of those movies. It it it's got a great message. Um, some of it's subtle, some of it heavy handed, but this the way they executed it. Every single person in this movie it shines. It's an there's amazing. A movie.
0: lot of great Korean movies.
1: So there's so many good Korean movies. You, ha- you know, you have the, uh, the vengeance trilogy, old boy. Um, I forget the other titles of those. Cause I'm thinking about million miles a minutes right now. And, but, but so much good Korean movies. All you know, you, I know you, uh, send me a bunch of Korean movies. That's on my list of things to see. Um, train to Busan was great. Train to Busan was great. There's coming out with a second one. Uh, they call they call you know they call what uh, korea like the next hollywood just because of the quality of movies and like the actors that are coming from there it's they do good work out there and it, you know they write they tell great stories and people need to get past the subtitle uh barrier you know like what's like the main actor from parasite said or the director from parasite said you know get get past the 1 inch barrier of subtitles and you'll see that there's beauty and so many movies out there. And he's not, he's 100% right.
0: Yeah, I mean, I watch a lot of K-dramas, okay? Uh, especially the ones on Netflix, but... Okay. Uh, I do watch a lot of K-dramas, and um, yeah. Uh, I really enjoy a lot of the things coming... I, maybe I shouldn't say it like that. I enjoy a lot of foreign movies from Korea. Maybe that's a better way to put it.
1: That's a really good way to put it.
0: Movies and series and k dramas and k dramas, which are series <laughs> sadly, also Tom Wilkinson passed away. he was uh carmine or Fowley. fal Fow- uh what, and, and Batman begins he was the uh mobster
1: yeah carmine uh carmine Falcone yes and that's that's what most people are our age are going to know him from, but you know he's in all those um eighties and nineties movies that were there's some pretty good ones. That he's in, and it, it just sucks because he's, he's one of those actors when he's on the screen, he's going to give you 125%.
0: Oh, yeah, he's a really good... He, he, he was a fantastic actor. I think he was, he was English, right? He is a... Uh, he's British. British, yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, he's in one of my, uh, one of my favorite movies, like one of those sleeper hit movies. Well, I wouldn't say sleeper hit. It was pr- critically acclaimed, but uh, he was in Michael Clayton, and... Um, I love that movie. That's one of my favorite
0: George Clooney movies. That's right. I was about to say, is that George Clooney? I almost said Ben Affleck, but
1: <laughs> same Ben thing. Affleck, but, Matt
0: Damon, George Clooney, yeah. they're all the same.
1: They all, they all played a superhero of some kind, right? Except for Matt Damon. They all
0: fused into one person. I would just think it was Matt Damon.
1: <laughs> it's that white, it's that, it's that white guy. Which one? That, oh, you know, it's that
0: really handsome, older white actor guy. <laughs>
1: it's, it's a shame. Um, he died, he died age 75. You know, I think their age, if that's the average age of death for a man, but you know, modern medicine, we can go farther than that. It, it stinks, but I hope he well, lived. I hope he did. I hope he lived without regrets.
0: Yeah. And, uh, speaking of British actors, Gary Oldman did an interview recently and, uh, I guess he's just been floating around the entertainment news, like uh, all the all the different entertainment sites, based on this interview he did recently. And he's been talking about roles he's been in, like behind the scenes stuff. And he's also been talking about roles he almost played. And I think because of this interview, uh, there's been a lot of things being released for Gary Ullman. Like uh, someone on TikTok put up a video of him. Uh, behind the scenes for uh, Brian Stroker's Dracula and mm-hmm. him getting upset with the director <laughs> and walking off in a full Dracula gear. It's pretty funny. <laughs> but uh, not- and the, it's That's funny, too, because the assistant is behind him holding the the cape mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's walking off all mad. But uh, I don't know I'll let everyone else look it up because if you're interested, because it's there's just a lot to uh, research on that.
1: I think... Uh- Gary Olman's at the age now where he's like a 1958. He was born. Yeah, he's he's one of those uh, journeyman actors that. Yeah. I think honestly, he could he could have a temper, a temper, a little bit of a temper, and I would it would be a little bit excusable just because of the. Well, as long as he's not a shit about it. If it's actually about like the director not doing a good job, I would understand. But if he's actually being think- a little shit then then I don't approve. But a little bit of a, a temper, you know, yeah. that's just that's just passion.
0: He's paid his group. dues. He's allowed to complain. But uh yeah, he um I mean he is he's so good. Like I, I obviously you know is Gary Ullman. I just personally get lost in his roles like where I don't see Gary Ullman. Like when he was Commissioner Gordon, that's Commissioner Gordon to me. Like um a lot of his uh, earlier roles too like in the pro- the professional and uh what's that quentin tarantino movie where he's like the white jamaican guy
1: are you talking about <laughs> jamaican guy um shit
0: and he's like the drug dealer right is it is that uh th- are you that's sure a that's tarantino quentin movie Tiro? right I don't know. Anyway, I, I get lost in Gary Ullman's roles. When I when I see Leo DiCaprio or Matthew McConaughey and people and Brad Pitt, you know, people like the them, I see the actor, I see the person. I'm like, oh, Brad Pitt. You know, I don't really see the character. When I see Gary Ullman I, I on screen, I see the character.
1: It's because and he also plays a different character every movie.
0: Yeah. Uh Someone else was talking about that in one of in an interview I have. I think it's on the uh, Yankee Doodle Dandy DVD, the old 40s movie, the one that stars James Cagney. Uh, John Travolta apparently was a huge fan of James Cagney because James Cagney uh, always played a different role. And John Travolta talks about how he never wanted to play the same role twice. You know, he always wanted to play. Uh, a different character and constantly evolve and, and challenge himself to be uh, someone different, and I think that's what Gary Oldman does. Yeah, and
1: you you weren't far off from a Quentin Tarantino movie. It was uh, True Romance that uh, Quentin Tarantino wrote.
0: Ah, uh, okay, okay.
1: But uh, one of my favorite characters of Gary Oldman is that drug dealer, but and also <laughs> him in Fifth Element, just an all time great. Oh yeah, yeah. Terrible villain as one of those villains just, just can't get it get it right and i i love it
0: uh a24's civil war was rumored to be 3 hours but apparently that is not true so that has been debunked chris hawk have you seen the trailer for a24 civil war
1: i have and i don't want this movie to be like a rallying cry for the so-called civil war people that want it do you know what i'm saying like this is like their fever uh, wet dream that they want to happen in real life like there's, yeah, there's like you don't want it to be
0: glorified in that way
1: 100 percent. because you definitely know some i don't want to get too political on your podcast but you just definitely know there's a certain amount of people that think a certain amount of way that they think that this should happen uh, you're you're absolutely ridiculous i'm being yeah. so vague on purpose because you know there are crazy people out there
0: Krusak, don't be vague. Okay, this is Get Super with Fire and Ice. Okay, not, oh, this is not Get Super with Mario. Oh, yeah. This Get Super Look, with Fire and Ice on the Cinema Seven Network, which you <laughs> helped. Uh, you're the founder of Cinema Seven. Okay, so well, if you're uh, you dumb, can say if you're, whatever you want. Yeah,
1: if you're a dumb Maga-Trumper, don't go into this movie thinking that you're going to be and validated right. if it starts. Yeah. All right, this is dumb. <laughs> this is dumb you. as post. Civil War. Yeah. This is just some guys like, hey, this would be cool alternate history. You know, it's just a movie for entertainment purposes. You look, January 6th failed. You guys suck. You're going to jail for it. Insurrection. Like that's it's in the Constitution. You're not allowed to do it. So stop being a dumbass. Look, just the way you guys like worship this guy who's an all time loser of all time. All time, yeah. hundred. Like in a, in a, if we did a list of losers, such stop, a loser. Uh, uh, Donald Trump would be number 1. The dude stinks. He wears a diaper. Uh he can't he can't stand straight without a pillow underneath his feet like dude, his hair uh
0: combed in such a weird way to hide his back of his head being bald. I mean it's it's weird.
1: Yeah. Is he even a seen,
0: real person? I don't know.
1: No no. no. If the dude they can't even name like this this doesn't mean anything, but he says he's he says he his the Bible is his favorite book, but he can't even name uh his favorite verse or so look, he's dumb. All right.
0: He thought he thinks there was airports and during the Civil War, the 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 uh, original Civil War. So I mean, he's a, so, he's a dummy.
1: So okay, we could talk, we could shit on this man, but he does it to himself all night. But yeah. the Civil War movie, very intrigued. I love I love uh, Jesse Plinkin, um, who's married to um, Bay. What's her name? Oh my god, I can't even think about Kristen her name. Right. Kirsten Dunst. Bay, uh, Mary Jane. Um, yeah super best Mary Jane, uh, best Mary Jane. I'm very impressed with Jesse. He is such, he can be such a menacing actor. And that scene in the trailer, very menacing, very scary and very real. Cause there are mm. people like that. you know, what kind, what kind of American are you? That's, that's the scary world we kind of mm-hmm. live in at the moment. And it's, it's only going to take, it's going to take years of healing. To get over this and it, it sucks that that's true
0: yeah I, I i uh finally saw the full trailer in the theater when i went to go see iron claw yesterday and um i mean it looks really good but it also and i talked about this on the last solo episode i did but i and it looks very scary and uh The idea of that kind of intrigues me to really go see it because I I want to I want to see something that powerful that's gonna um, show you what could happen, you know, and and uh, make you really think about uh, the state we're in and what things are are uh, almost like a metaphor to what's happening now, you know. So Mm -hmm. I really want to see it for for those reasons because I like the idea of science fiction and or just the idea of art playing off of those metaphors. So I really want to see it, but I understand why um, people wouldn't want to go see it because it is a, uh, like you said, you don't, you you don't want people to take it the wrong way or glorify it into uh, wanting it to actually happen.
1: Because, you know, we have, we have people getting mad over the fact that, Uh, Green Day changed the lyrics to a song and people are mad about that. Like who cares? Like you shouldn't, your whole personality shouldn't be based off your political beliefs. That's not, you're not a very interesting person if that's what you do. You know, if you truly, if you truly, it's, (laughs) it's a very radical belief and you harbor on the very radical. I mean, it, compel someone to physically become violent uh january 6th that's a very radical line of thinking and it's very dangerous and i think it's it's more frightening for us as americans in our education system as why are we why is this so easy to for this to happen to us and you know it's the 24-hour news cycle it's um combination of the last generation of parents you know I don't know. It's yeah. It's very frightening. It's scary. Yeah.
0: But uh, speaking of Iron Claw, I did want to mention a little bit about, like, talk about it since I saw it yesterday. Uh, it's the last movie I saw uh, before uh, 2023 ended. Um, I won't be, I won't go too long on it. I'll be real quick. But uh, it was really, it was really good. The acting is phenomenal. Zac Efron uh, is, I mean, I think he deserves to be nominated and possibly win an Oscar for his, the way he betrayed Kevin Von Eric in this movie or and just his acting alone in this movie. I mean, he, he really, uh, so I have wrestled my dad's, my, my dad has wrestled. My, um, stepdad has wrestled. It's, it's, I've been watching it since I was a kid and I feel like I know when Wrestling is good. And there's a lot of bad wrestling in this movie because you're training people who aren't really fans of wrestling. Uh, and people who these actors like uh Jeremy Allen White, who's a fantastic actor, uh they, they do get to show off how athletic they are as individuals, but they're not real good wrestlers in this movie. But Zach Efron actually took the time, I think, and he was actually really good in this movie, like his like, just respect and props for a lot of what he did in this movie. He was honestly the best wrestler in the movie. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, his, his wrestling skills were really, really good. Like, he, you can tell he wanted to uh, do his best, and he took it very seriously. You can just tell in the movie, you know, that he um, – what's another word for serious? I don't want to keep saying serious, but he, he just took it – the role and, and everything that went into it very serious. You can tell. Mm-hmm. And um, it is a very sad movie. And uh, there are a lot of things they left out. Um, a, a lot of the movie uh, timeline wise isn't correct. Uh, they, things are a little out of place here and there. And I understand why they did that, you know, for the movie and storytelling purposes of, of a film. You know, it, it, it makes more sense for wh- what they did. But um, uh, there is a lot of things at a place. So I suggest going watching the Dark Side of the Ring episode of that documentary on the Von Erics or uh, just looking up everything about them because, you know, it's it's on the it's on the Internet. Uh, but um, it is pretty fascinating, uh, their story and. It's a shame, also, that whoever played Ric Flair was not very good at playing <laughs> Ric Flair. He <It> was awful. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I don't want to say anymore because it's uh, people are just vomiting how bad it is on online and on TikTok and stuff. And um, I don't want to keep that, that just the, going. Is it
1: just the portrayal of him that's bad, or just all in general? Like, is does it um, they show does the movie show him in a bad light?
0: Oh no, 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 not really. Uh, they they just portray him as his character. So he's doing a promo, and the promo that the actor does as Ric Flair is very bad. And every time he woos, it's it's not very good. It's not a good Talk. Ric Flair woo. Uh, and he's not <laughs> in a very good shape to uh, be portraying Ric Flair with. And I, I'm not trying to body shame the guy, you know. I'm I, I just want him to at least look the part. And he didn't look the part. He didn't look like Ric Flair. He didn't sound like Ric Flair. I don't know how much he studied. I think it was mostly probably direction, you know, that was like, hey, this is how this is what this is like. To really be Ric Flair, he probably should have studied. And I've seen a lot of people online like, hey, Jay, Le- just hire Jay Lethal to be Ric Flair and we'll accept it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: but other than that, I mean, the movie was really really good acting wise, and uh the um storytelling and the and the beats throughout the movie are are very good. It's just out of order. they left out a brother too um who sadly also killed himself, but it's very tragic they're they're that family's life story and um if you really want to know, I suggest looking up the dark side of the ring episode like I said or or just looking online because uh the movie uh didn't show you everything or or do it in the right timeline. But highly recommend if you love just good acting and and uh pacing. Uh I've also heard some bad things about Wonka. I don't know if you've heard anything good or bad about Wonka Chris Hawk. Um
1: I don't think not, I haven't heard much.
0: I'm not one to really worry about what you know others think during the movie, but I was never really interested in this movie, and uh, I was more never interested in this movie when I found out it was a musical. But apparently, it's still making a lot of money, but I've only heard negative reviews about it. Now I am
1: intrigued. I did not know this movie was a musical, also, and I kind of want to see it now.
0: Yeah, so the trailers hide that it's a musical.
1: That's pretty amazing. I want to go see Timmy Timmy uh, Chalamets sing it up. <laughs>
0: Uh, moving on to games, uh, the horror game uh, Bendy is getting adapted into a movie.
1: They saw Five Nights at Freddy and said bet.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Hardwired's top 10 games of 2023. I wanted to go over this real quick because we have friends that have played these games. Uh, you, your brother has played some of these games, I think. And uh, I haven't played much of these games, so we'll see. Hardwired top 10 games of 2023. Number 10, Armored Core uh, 6 of Rubicon.
1: That game was so hard my brother downloaded it and then undownloaded it in the same day.
0: <laughs> I remember him talking about that when I worked with him. He was like, ah, oh, this game is so hard. He's like, I returned it. I returned it. Same day, I returned it. Uh, number 9, Lies of P. I've heard, I've no, I haven't played it uh, I know we can we can play it on Game Pass, right? It's free on yeah. Game Pass.
1: And it they say it's a really good Bloodborne. Uh I wouldn't say clone, but it's like Bloodborne or the like the Souls games. I heard it's really fun.
0: Yeah, I've I've only heard good things about it. Uh, number 8 is uh Diablo 4. We've played that and we've played it together.
1: We played the hell out of that game, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh we didn't beat it though, or I didn't beat it in time of the uh, season the new season starting so i had to remake a character and all that jazz that was stupid uh seven is sea of stars i have actually i actually played this game uh this is the first time looking at this list so i'm surprised that i've played uh two of these games but uh sea of stars is also free on game pass uh it is a lot like golden sun if you played golden sun
1: is that, is that the one where you've where you when you uh just farm a lot uh, no, I'm thinking of Harvest really.
0: Moon It's like 16-bit, kind of drop down over the top Have you ever played Golden Sun on Game Boy Advance?
1: I, I think those, those games I, were the, those, uh, that, that was a series I never played
0: I remember Derek played Golden Sun uh, We used to talk about it But uh, I thought Sea of Stars I didn't beat it, I didn't get too far But it was fun from what I played It's, it's basically an RPG
1: you know, that's surprising cuz this looks like I would be all over it. It kind of has like a a Final Fantasy feel. Look to it.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's it's uh it's kind of almost the same type of thing. Number 6 is Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Mhm. I've played Fallen Order. Uh Fallen Order is really good. So I assume this is good. Uh This is really the only list I saw of the top 10 games. I'm sure IGN put it out, but I don't care about going through IGN's top 10 list. It seemed like people really liked this game when it came out. You can do a lot of customization to your character, or to uh, Cal Kestis, which seemed pretty neat. I personally didn't think um, Fallen Order was as good as uh, Star Wars um, Force Unleashed. But it is a really good Star Wars game. So I can only assume that this is a lot of the same. Number five is Final Fantasy 17. I have not played this.
1: Gotta ask John Kenoki when he's yeah. when he's on the potty. You gotta ask him.
0: He played it or Joey played it, I'm sure. Number four is Alan Wake 2.
1: Oh, I, I want to play that game after I'm done fiending over probably the number one game. It's either number one, number two. But I don't want to reveal it. Yeah, <laughs> I do want to <laughs> play, play Alan Wake. Alan? I haven't even played the first one, so I'm going to play that one first.
0: I th- I think you really enjoy it. it's pretty. It's pretty good. Uh, I I really want to play Alan Wake 2 as well. Uh, number three is Marvel Spider-Man Two. Mm-hmm. Um, we we know uh, if you've been online uh, in the in the gaming realm that everyone <laughs> has complained that this didn't win <laughs> Game of the Year. <laughs>
1: They've got passionate fans, okay? Passionate fans.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, Marvel's Spider-Man was fun when I had a PS4. Uh, and I bet this is probably just Spider-Man 2 is probably the same. A lot of the same as Spider-Man. Just a better story, probably, and different things you can do. Number two, Baldur's Gate 3. Unbelievable. Mind is blown. Hardwire, what's going on here? Oh, of course. Number one. Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Game of the there you
1: game go. Hardwired. There you go. That's that's the only game I can see beating that. I want to play Minecraft while I play Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid. It's a, It's only going to be a matter of time before I play that game. I w- I played a little bit of it. Uh, who had it? Somebody had it, and I was playing a little bit of it. I was very intrigued by the the type of things you can make and how you could destroy bosses with lasers or like an orbital laser flying platform tank fan thing. Oh, man, it's Are
0: you friends with uh, Derek on uh, TikTok. I probably am. Have you seen any of his videos of the stuff he makes on that game? No, no. Is he really yeah.
1: good at it? Yeah, I bet you he's cool. really. But yeah, that man is that man is genius.
0: We just didn't see it. He He also loved Legend of Zelda. He's had like every one of them. I think since we've been friends with him, I, he's bought in everyone
1: he's bought and beat every single one. And I think his favorite one is, is a uh, skyward sword. I think he really loved that one.
0: That was the one on the Wii. That was the one on the Wii U,
1: I think, wasn't it? I don't remember where you could fly okay. and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Chris Hawk, you wanted to talk about boulders gate three. What did you, have to say, or what, what were some I, of the things you wanted to talk about with Baldur's Gate 3?
1: So I don't get a lot of time to play I have a lot of video games, and I'm very choosy with what I play because I only have a certain amount of time every night to play. So I want to play a game that, you know, either a multiplayer game with you guys or a game that has, like, a really good story and something I'm very interested in, which is D&D. And, you know, we haven't uh, run sim campaigns in a while, so this really scratches the itch in such a way That's so accessible to anyone that has ever wanted to play D and D. It you know it doesn't really it could do better at explaining the rules, but there's a menu system involved that explains nearly every everything. And while maybe it's a little daunting and confusing at first, the more you play it, the better you get attuned to it. I think I think Baldur's Gate three is the best game of the year just because D and D and Dungeons and Dragons is such a fun time. To have with your friends, or to do by yourself, you know, with uh, Baldur's Gate, the story involved—it's such a deep story. You can do anything you want. It's the possibilities are limitless. Just, just how like a regular D and D game is. It's you can literally play nearly anything you want. There's so much involved, and it's always fun. It's such a time sink too. I. I could either play an hour and feel like I get a lot accomplished or I can play for four hours and I feel like nothing I got accomplished. So <laughs> it's, everyone is, it's different every time.
0: Yeah, I haven't um, gotten very far yet. Uh, I just played it all day today. I played my <laughs> own campaign uh, trying to find all the companions and stuff. And then uh, I was playing with John and Nick uh, multiplayer and we got pretty much only a little bit past where I was on mine because we were doing all kinds of stuff. But uh, I just hope there's DLC for more story campaigns with like with acts and all that, like this uh, story so that uh, it, it keeps it going and it feels more like uh, you have more to do like D&D just in the video game setting or somehow maybe give us the option to make our own campaign in the game or or come out with a dnd game like Baldur's gate where you can have a custom campaign you
1: yeah, know you can make your own storylines make your own dungeons make your own setting and that would be an incredible you can just
0: choose like a bunch of threads right and mm-hmm. it generates the map and stuff for you
1: that would be incredible that's my game of the year though Baldur's gate 3 it's probably boring because everyone it's like nearly everyone's
0: um <laughs> Hey, all that matters is your game of the. Who cares if it's boring or if it's the generic pick? Okay, you like it, that's all that matters.
1: It's it's that or George playing Fortnite would be my favorite game <laughs> of the year.
0: <laughs> if only. If only. If only.
1: <laughs> if, jo- if George played Fortnite, that'd be that'd be amazing.
0: Moving on, uh apparently Adam Driver is done with Star Wars. He says that his character uh is not going to Uh, come back for future projects and the actor stated he will not appear in any future movies at the moment.
1: I think he has to be tight lipped about that because
0: I'm pretty, uh, right.
1: He could be lying. The best part of the sequel trilogy is not coming back. Isn't a good look. Kylo Ren. I think everyone has nothing bad to say about him in any of the sequel trilogy movies. He's, he's a great, he's a great villain up until the last one. Um, he's a great – he chews up scenery so well in the second movie. He's such a good patsy-like character or like an under – he just doesn't know what he's doing in the first movie, and he plays it so well, like an angsty teen who's just mad at everything but doesn't know why, doesn't know how to direct his anger, doesn't know how to um, become stronger. He just – he's lashing out the at second, the world because he can.
0: The second movie also, like, the way he portrayed the character – uh to pretty much manipulate uh Ray and then say, no, I'm in control now. I'm in charge. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is what I've always wanted. Uh but Sat, I mean he played a really good part in the third movie too. Like he I I don't complain about any of the actors. It's all story is what I complain
1: it's about. hundred hundred percent agree.
0: I think the actors did phenomenal i thought they all acted very well like they are the strongest pieces of the sequel trilogy it's just the story that is absolutely dog water
1: <laughs> they, but, fly uh, you know,
0: they fly now
1: they fly now they fly now
0: <laughs> i mean we've we've talked about it like a lot and yeah 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 podcasts on cinema seven about it so we won't mm-hmm. get too, too in detail
1: we will. It sucks because Adam Driver is so good and he's only getting better. He is really one of the biggest names in Hollywood right now. One hey, of the Adam biggest. Driver
0: will be in a future Rebel Moon project. Hmm. So Chris Hawk, that brings us to Rebel Moon, which we both watched. We might as well talk about it now. <laughs> I agreed with you what you said in our group text. Yeah. I'm sure that will come up here. Pat, what's your initial thoughts after <laughs> watching this movie?
1: Oh man. I don't wanna I just hope the Zack's... was it the the Schneiders? Is that the fan? What's the fanboys of uh, Zack Schneider? The uh, the Zack attacks or the, Schneider
0: the, uh Snyder Trains. I I don't know. The, okay. Um
1: it wasn't the, the best honey
0: movie.
1: Boys? The uh-huh. honey... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the best movie I've seen. Honestly, truly, uh, Rebel Moon could have So This movie was like two hours and 30 minutes, some change. This movie could have benefited from a lot more, like maybe 15 minutes of just interactions between the crew. That's what I felt was missing the most. I didn't really care about any of these characters because they spent all their time traveling to other characters to pick up more characters. And then they barely interacted with each other until like the climax of the movie. So my, my biggest gripe would be, give me, let me give me a chance to get to the characters. I understand you're trying to get them all together for the second act, but it felt like the movie was just preparing for the second movie, where your movie needs to stand on its own. Give me, give me a chance to love these characters. Why is Cora a badass? Let me know more about her backstory. Why doesn't she interact with her crew more once she got them on board? You know what I'm saying? Let's see some struggle. Let's see some. There was
0: hardly any interaction once they got them all together. Yeah. Like that. I absolutely love Ray Fisher and the way he acts, especially in this movie. Like I loved him as Cyborg. I thought he was perfect. Phenomenal. I I like him. I like him in this movie too. Like the way he uh, acts or portrays the character is cool. It's just that, like you said, you don't really care about his character because you don't really get to know him. And. Uh there's no interaction with him and the other characters to really get, you know, like when you watch a good cop, bad cop movie, they're constantly interacting with each other or going off of each other. Like uh what, what's one that you like? The the new the nice guys? Uh like they're constantly going off of each other. Like we didn't get to really see uh characters kind of either uh have conflict or go off of each other at all. For for a movie
1: where really, really a lot doesn't happen there's not a lot of time left for us to get to know the crew where if you try to go off the movie, it's pretty based off of like this movie is, is more similar to empire than it is to a new hope where, because, well, it's actually, it's like a mixture of both, you know, you're getting the crew together and a new hope. And then the the crew, you have people going after the crew and empire in, in a new hope. Everyone is getting to know each other. Han Solo is trying to get the angle on this old guy and this young kid. Luke's, Like, he's out of his league. Like, he doesn't know what the hell's going on. He's along for the ride. Obi-Wan, he's like, mm, he's kind of smarter than everyone, but he's got a lot, he's holding back. You don't really know what's going on with Obi-Wan. Chewbacca's Chewbacca, he's killing it, right? RT-D2, killing it. C-3PO, killing it. And then you get to know more. You get, you get to know more because Han Solo's snarky. You know, he's like, mm, don't really believe in the Jedi Order. I think you're a bunch of hoax. Then you get that interaction. That's all great interaction that shows you the true character. You don't really get any of that in Rebel Moon. I don't know any of the characters still.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I forgot all their names.
1: Honestly. Uh, all I know is uh, General There's Titus.
0: because sk-
1: Look, that Anthony Hopkins' robot is the best character in the entire movie, and I wrote that down.
0: <laughs> I, Shakespeare- I knew you would say that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shakespearean actor Anthony Hopkins as a robot, best thing you could ever could have done. Okay, great, fantastic.
0: W- when the movie opened up, and it had that dialogue with Anthony Hopkins, which is his, his voice is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Uh, I got super Dune vibes. And then throughout the movie, I constantly felt like it was a lot like Warhammer 40k.
1: Yeah, I think that's the vibe that they did. There was a lot of wordage and verbiage that, that I feel like they got from 40k. They got the militarium mechanicus. That's, that's what they call the robot. They've got the general uh, was not the general, the Admiral Noble dresses up like a commissar from, um, I think that's what it is, right? A commissar. He dresses up like that. Um, I was
0: watching this with my aunt Alice. And as soon as they landed and came out of the ship in the beginning, she goes, okay, so we got Nazis.
1: Yep. 100%. <laughs> yep. 100%. No, the the funniest thing is this is supposed to be kind of like a futuristic world. Everyone's supposed to be like, you're the the clothes poor people wear or like rags and then the clothes, the rich people wear nice and fancy. Yet this dude was wearing a freaking white collared shirt and a tie black tie. And it kind of took me out of the movie.
0: Yeah. That was one thing that I didn't like was the, the outfits and stuff. It was too real worldy. I, yes. I didn't really dig that. Like it for aesthetic wise, like with the ships and everything else, it was uh, I, I dug, but when it came to the outfits and clothes, I was like, this is too real world. Like it doesn't yeah. make, it doesn't, it takes me out of being immersed into this environment.
1: It's, it was too close to modern day um, fashion. Whereas if you watch Star Wars, um, they're wearing kimonos, they're wearing tunics, they're wearing robes, they're wearing uh, Nazi like clothes like the Empire does. But it's, it looks futuristic because. It has. It's very clean, not a lot of decoration. It's got the one bar, the two bar for like an admiral, like Admiral Tarkin. And then you have Darth Vader, who looks like a monster, kind of like Batman in like a monster mix. He's very menacing looking. Never seen it before in your life. You don't know what he is. Breathe's weird. But the fashion in this one, I was like, well, you know, not really impressed. Your character's got to be the standout of the movie. And you instantly know what Han Solo looks like if you took away his face because of his outfit. You know, it's iconic. You know what Luke Skywalker looks like if you ha- if he didn't have a face because of his outfit. If I took the faces of these people away, I couldn't tell them apart.
0: And and like you said um, in our group chat, it's too human-y. There's too many humans. There's not enough aliens. Like, when you get to that scene in The Bard, it's pretty much New Hope Cantina scene. 100%. You... Uh you don't really get a whole lot of aliens. I mean, you do in that scene, but there's not enough. And then the bounty hunter aliens are pretty much like the orcs from uh, Lord of the Rings or some of them look like <laughs> the orcs from... What's that movie, Bright, on Netflix? That's what they yep. really look like. It's like they recycled the bright orcs and put them in this movie.
1: What are they called, the Uruk-hai? Is that what they're called in uh Lord of the Rings? I wish I was as versed in uh, Lord of the Rings lore as a uh, uruk I think that's what it is. But yeah, just, I, the, you Lord introduce, yeah, you introduce these wonderful aliens, like the alien, the big brain with the tentacles that forces its mind onto a, a host or the uruk looking guy or the, the other alien. Why don't you have any of those aliens in the crew? That's what makes it so much more interesting, is it being like a melting pot of a crew, and not just humans. Um, if you're going to make a futuristic movie and have aliens in it, actually use the aliens. Like that spider chick, Gina Malone, she's yeah. she's a ph- she's a phenomenal actress. I don't understand why you couldn't have a badass spider chick. Even though I'm not a fan of spiders, but a badass spider chick just seems very useful to me on like a ship.
2: Or
0: that reminded me of like a Ray Harryhausen movie. Uh the spider fight with the the one girl with the swords like I, I like I said, I don't remember any of the characters' names, but uh i I dug the idea that this like the portrayal and then um them kind of just jumping into it was like, okay, so this is how we're gonna meet this character and recruit this character. We're not gonna really we're just gonna stand here and watch this character fight the spider lady. Uh, we're not going to help. I, I don't know why that made me so mad. I'm like, are you going to help this lady? Like, why, why would she join them in the first place if they didn't help her? Like, I'd be like, well, you just stood there and watched me. I'm not coming to help you. I got better things to do here.
1: That's another thing. The motivations of everyone's aren't very clear or just the, you're about to go, you're about to commit treason, right? I need a little bit more than just the, the promise of a payment to commit absolute treason, put my life on the line. Like these are these are like the you got the like with Nemesis, the greatest assassin. You've got General Titus. He's supposed to be a dick. He is he, he the last person who went to go against him. His head was on a pike. So what what is these motivations? Like
0: look, we we get <laughs> more slow motion than we do actually <laughs> meeting and understanding characters. If more he slow t- <laughs> motion than anything.
1: This girl was smelling dirt almost eating it in slow motion. Okay. <laughs> um.
0: uh, I was so excited for this movie, by the way. And like, I'm still a little conflicted. Cause I love a lot of like, I love assemble, assemble movies where you assemble a team. Um, Samurai seven stuff. I like, I, I love that type of those type of movies. I love those type of stories where you have a group of people and these characters. And, and I, I, so I'm still conflicted because there was a lot that I I liked, but there's a lot that I disliked and I was really excited. So my expectations I think were too high because of how excited I was to see this. And I wanted it to be good. It just wasn't very good.
1: I I think a large part of it is it because you don't know the characters and the, and I think, I don't know. I don't know if it's Zack Snyder's his writing or I don't know if it's anyone else, but, your motivations of your characters are pivotal i'm not going to care about your character if i don't know what makes them tick or their troubles or their hardships do you know this whole movie is like a series of victories the main characters don't go through any growth throughout the entire movie you know what is it a bad a bunch of bad people j- comes to her planet she kicks their ass then she goes on a trip to pick up a bunch more people kick that ass they don't Go through any growth or change. There's no obstacle. Um, You just lose the mercenary uh, who was. I love Charlie Hunman, and I thought he was one of the coolest characters in the movie. And you get rid of him. Fair. Cool. Didn't see it coming. But I just, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care about any of the characters. I think
0: we talked about this movie enough. (laughs) We, yeah, we we got everything out that I think we had to. I was a little aggressive there. But, you know, we're talking about the future. Now we're going to talk about the past because you watched Indiana jones Dial destiny.
1: Can I tell you that I, um, I really love this movie? I really do. I watched it with the kids. Um, they, they, they enjoyed it. Uh, I'm a big, 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 big Indiana Jones fan. Love them all. They're all fun. Even Kingdom of Crystal Skull. I know everyone rags on that one. But you know what? It's, it's more Indiana Jones, and it's, it did something different. And I, I really enjoyed that one. I really enjoyed um, Phoebe, Bridge Waller Bridge. Is that her name? Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed her. I really enjoyed the journey that Indy goes on. Um, it, it really struck me. His journey is similar to Luke's journey in The Last Jedi. I, I what I saw was a man that really wasn't too happy about his life. He. Felt he failed or had failed someone, been a been a failure, you know, with his marriage and his relationship with his son. So I really, I really Probably like that vibe. Awakens, yeah, it it really is, and the path and the journey that Indy goes on. It's a, it's a very it's very fun. It's light. It's the little lighthearted. Um, there's some deeper parts, you know, that actually it's nice th- to see some action stars in movies give pause. Like when their best friend, like it's spoilers alert, like I don't care if you haven't seen this movie, but like when Indy's friend dies, Indy actually yeah. pauses in the movie. Like he actually, you know, he takes a beat. Whereas in other movies, like oh no, my best friend. All right, yeah. on to the next, Anyone? on to the next thing. You know, because
0: yeah, uh, what's the Phoebe makes a joke, mm-hmm. makes a joke on the boat as they're escaping, and he's like, my friend just died.
1: Right, like this shit is real.
0: Yeah, this isn't just some dumb thief adventure. Like, yeah, it's probably exciting, but uh, real real stuff just went down. Like, a person died.
1: And I I think that's different than most of the other Indiana Jones movies because usually him and all his friends get out unscathed. So I think it was a little bit more real for Indy. I think Indy was um, he was ready to let it all go. You know, he sees the watch in the in the uh, coffin. He he assumes Archimedes steals it from the future but yeah. then he realizes it's it could be him so he's like oh this is always supposed to happen like the the theory of time mm-hmm. travel i don't know if i sent you that tiktok where there's like two theories of time travel where it's like the back to the future time travel and then it's like the harry potter time travel where it's always a closed loop it was always meant to happen and that but then there's like the back to the future time travel where if you go back in time and change something it creates a separate branch and if you go to the future now you are in the new branch and the only way to get back to the old branch is to fix what you did in the original branch to start the new branch. Yada, yada. Stuff like that. But this is one of those closed loops. Indy was always meant to go back in time to see Archimedes um, and then leave. And I think I yeah. think, it, like I would loved for Kingdom of Christmas Skull to be the last because that was a great ending of them getting married. Uh, Mutt, it looking like Mutt was going to become Indiana Jones or an explorer like him. Uh, but stuff with Shiloh Buff, I guess, didn't work out. And I felt like this movie was a great... T-
0: only, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I, just, you're good. I was just going to say, I think my only complaint about this movie was that... or Not complain, it's just I'm so conflicted I guess with it because it is a good Indiana Jones movie. It's just that the way Kingdom of the Christmas Skull ended was so perfect that when when you're watching this movie, you're like, like, that ending was so good and now we got this and it's kind of like took away his marriage, killed off his kid. And it's like, you're doing all this just to throw him right back into another adventure and give him almost like not the same type of story where, uh, there's this big happy ending at the end, but it's like, you already done it. And it's like, why are we doing it again?
1: Right. What, what kind of story are we trying to tell? Like, what's the absolute truly point we're trying to tell about the legacy of Indiana Jones. And that's, I guess not every hero, you know, it's kind of like, um, Luke, Skywalker, and Last Jedi, you know, heroes are still fallible. They, they mess up, they screw up, and it's getting back up. And then also having that support system around you that really truly makes you who you are. Because without, without Rey, without Chewbacca, without um, Princess Leia, Luke would just spiral, in, like a shame spiral. He'd be stuck there forever. With the help of Marion, Sala you know phoebe waller bridge's character who i forget wombat um without that support group indy would just spiral you know she he needed an attitude adjustment to get out of uh 213 bc or whatever it was a.d yeah yeah that man that man was like oh man this is my this is my shit i want to stay here and she's like nah so (laughs) which honestly time travel in indian joe's movie freaking loved it and i'm mad i didn't do that for my movie uh indiana
0: jones movie um, no like i think we even said it on that episode like hey if you guys want to go back and to this <laughs> listen to our pitch it for an indiana jones 5 and uh listen to whatever chris hawk pitched and wonder why it wasn't time travel and we might have brought that up on the episode i don't remember
1: i mean i wasn't far off i said the nazis were coming back but not in that way <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, re- re- changing the past I to change the future.
0: I absolutely love it too. When uh, what's he say? He didn't, he didn't, uh, gravitational pull or something. He didn't uh, calculate that. Uh, he and, did uh, uh,
1: continental drift.
0: Yeah, and they and they end up in the wrong time. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is this is uh, amazing and intense at the same time. Like, it is truly amazing. The way they built up that that tenseness of that was pretty neat.
1: And just Indy's calm and pure chaos has always been one of those great things about the character where he's, it looks like oh, that was, excuse me. I'm sorry. It's always seems like he's not in control, but Indy is one of those characters that's always has his cool and he still
0: has, uh, it's, I don't know. It's not that he always has a plan, but he always figures it out.
1: Right. He's, he's one of those guys where opportune is a, Opportunity is just luck meeting preparation. And this man, with his knowledge, with the skills, he's always ready.
0: Did you feel like this was directed by Steven Spielberg? Because I couldn't tell the difference.
1: 100%. John Williams, legendary score. Um, I just, this did feel like a a Steven Spielberg movie. You've got the quips, you've got the shots. Well, I mean, no one can really truly do what Steven Spielberg does with the camera as well as he does. But this one it would be like, oh yeah, this this is one of uh, Steven Spielberg's understudy or someone tries to do Steven Spielberg. You ha- you know, it's you have you have the magic there for an Indiana Jones movie.
0: All right, Chris Hawk. So, would you highly recommend this to other Indiana Jones fans?
1: If you are a fan of Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, of uh, callbacks if you love callbacks if you love seeing a character um right off into the sunset where uh, if you liked or didn't like kingdom of the crystal skull so if you didn't like kingdom of the crystal skull you will like this movie because it's it's the end of indiana jones and if you did like kingdom of the crystal skull i think you'll love this movie even more just because of how far out this movie gets it it's it's really it's not much of a leap of logic to uh for this movie, so great adventure, great set pieces. There's great action, even for a uh, 78 plus year old Harrison Ford. This man is so there's old.
0: A, there's he's, a guy I work with who apparently loves Indiana Jones, and we were talking about it one day, and he's like, you know, he kind of always loses in the movies because 100. The Ark of the Covenant, he doesn't get. You know, they they it gets taken away by the government. Uh, right. the stones in temple of doom they they gives it away mm-hmm. and um in the last crusade he he loses the uh holy grail and then uh kingdom of the crystal skull uh you know the temple takes all the the skulls with it when it wherever it goes and then uh in this movie he doesn't i don't think they get to keep the uh thing do they the dial uh I- don't remember
1: either. I might have to watch those last five minutes. But you know which? You know who my new, my favorite character was in the entire movie—the black female CIA agent.
0: I know, and they killed her. I was, so I was
1: mad. so mad when they did that. I was awesome. like, oh, I could if they ever did like a spinoff with uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, uh, Helena, and her. her I would be like, oh, the CIA is chasing her or the CIA is working in tandem with her because she's like super archaeologist slash thief type of thing. I like it would have be her in it,
0: chasing it her. would
1: it would be a beautiful tandem. The partnership between the two, because once oh, yeah.
2: Buddy it would Pop, ju- oh, thing? my
1: God, I was so mad because she was she was good. She you know, she had she had great timing um her and uh Hoyd holbrook guy from logan i like that guy too boyd holbrook i'm sorry him and her had great chemistry just oh i'd like that character so much and they got rid of her i was so mad
0: well it's getting pretty late here chris hawk so let's wrap up the podcast i appreciate you coming on um i'm glad i got to hear get your opinions on the podcast because you helped start the whole thing with me and um you're one of my best friends, you're like a brother to me. I love you so uh, anytime I can record you uh, or record your opinions on anything, I absolutely will will do it
1: it's um, always a it's always a pleasure, mario, to spend any time with you. it's always a pleasure
0: and and I appreciate that more than you know and uh, is there anything you want to end or leave us before we stop recording
1: so twenty twenty four is already off to a rocky start. You know, you have all those, um you know, pray, pray, or just think of those people that are having earthquakes right now in Japan and uh, California. But we don't have a lot of days. You know, not every, you're not, and you're not guaranteed a day. So the people that you have in your life are the most important thing in it. It's re- these relationships are really, truly the only thing. Um, and your phone, and you know. Games and stuff, they get in the way of those relationships and try to bolster and strengthen those friendships, those relationships, because that's all we got. There's a lot of people that live alone and then die alone, and that's its the, the saddest thing in the world is being friendless, being homeless, being without uh, a family, and the world is so big and so populous that there should be no one out there that doesn't have at least a friend reach out, strengthen those friendships and be kind.
0: And if it wasn't for Chris Hawk and my other friends, uh, and some other family members and loved ones, I wouldn't feel super enough to continue to do get super. So I love you, Chris Hawk. Um, everyone out there continue to be super. Uh, don't just get super, just let yourself be you, which is already super enough. And we'll see you next time on uh, Get Super with Fire and Ice.
2: Boop, <laughs> All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. listen. I sit back with my brand new invention. <laughs> Something grabs a hold of me tightly. Flow like a harpoon daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll close. bass kicked in, and the Vegas it's all punkin'. Quick to the point, to the point, no vacin'. Cookin' seeds like a pound of bacon. burning them, if you ain't quick and nimble. I go crazy when I hear a cymbal and a hi-hat with a souped-up tempo. I'm on a roll, it's time to go solo. Rollin', hit my 5.0 with my rag top down so my hair can blow. The girl is on standby, waiting just to say hi. Did you stop? No, I just drove, I kept on. Pursuing to the next stop. I bust a left and I'm heading to the next block. The block was dead, yo. So I continue to A1A. Peace, friend,